0: Hey guys, Josh Kalinowski here. Hey, I am so excited. Um, we did a little bit of a different podcast here. and I just want to do a really quick intro because we're going to go right into the actual interview, uh, with this gentleman that I had on the show today. Um, so, you know, as one of the things that we do, we're always constantly looking at, um, other great people that we can, other people that are trying to lead in their lives and lead others in their lives. And we found a gentleman that, uh, uh, many of you guys know, especially if you're from the from Wyoming, uh, a gentleman that actually played football at the University of Wyoming, a gentleman named Dominic Euphran. And uh, if you know of, or if you've heard of him, uh, you're going to be really excited about this this young man. Um, for those of you that don't know, I played football as a wide receiver. Uh, he was actually uh, just um, highlighted as on the All Decade team. And he was the seventh all-time uh, wide receiver with about 2,500 yards uh, in receiving, and uh, went on to uh, try out for the Atlanta Falcons, and then of course, obviously, continued to pursue uh, his football dreams, and then eventually, um, you know, like many of us athletes, we you know we come to this realization that, uh, you know, athletics is not going to last our entire life, and so, you know, Dominic and I really dove into. Uh, what life looks like after sports. And you know, as a leader, I think it's so important to hear, you know we we are so we're so captivated by those that go and and achieve the greatness that they they've wanted to or that they thought they were born with at the beginning of their life, and they go and they accomplish it, right? Well, what happens to all those that um, experience extreme failure or have to make life altering decisions and chase something else? And you guys have heard from my past um, what that experience has been like. And I really was so excited to have Dominic come onto this show. He's 26 years old, and for him to have the mindset that he has now, for him to have uh, the understanding and the excitement about life at such a young age after um, a real devastating uh, you know, decision not to pursue that uh, football dream, uh, it's just so encouraging, and I think it's such a great story to uh, to tell and to also hear. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely catch up after this. People spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to the JK Experience going, okay, I'm going to take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you. You feel you're talented in that. Pursue that. Who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. Uh, Hey, listen, there is no James today, but I I think I got a much better looking dude and a much better qualified guy to be in that seat right there. James probably wouldn't agree with me on this, but it's okay. Dominic Refain, man, it is so good to have you like here, man, in the podcast room. I know you took the, you and I went on the tour. We've kind of caught up, dude. Thanks for thanks for coming all the way up to Big Casper, man.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's uh it's honestly a, a real pleasure, you will know, be able to see the office and see where you you know handle your business. And uh, I know you said that the best looking guy in the room. I I don't (laughs) believe that at all. I mean, just look at you, man. It's it's, it's, it's hard to believe that Uh, you even said that.
0: uh, Well, whatever, buddy. Well, we'll, we'll (laughs) let the audience pull on that one right there for sure, buddy. Hey dude, I am so excited to have you um, here and what the, the the conversation we're going to have today. I'm just really excited about unfolding this because um, you know, you, you'd put a post out there. I don't know. I don't know how long ago it was, but we happened to see it. And Shay with true North media Uh, she, I remember her instant messaging me about like, Hey, we need to respond to this guy. And I'm like, absolutely. This is totally up my alley. This is where my heart's at. My passion's at. And your post was really about, Hey, listen, as a former professional athlete, you know, when, when, when that's over and you have to get into the real world, like that's not an easy transition. Right. And, uh, you know, I've had the fortunate, uh, opportunity to talk to a lot of our, you know, other athletes. And as a, as a former athlete, that was exactly my, that was my heartbreak. That was something that I had to live through. So, um, I know there's a need out there, you know, there's a need out there. Um, thank goodness for social media, you know, all the bad things that can happen on social media. These are one of the great things that I think that can happen of it is that you can connect with people that, um, have a purpose and a passion like yours is. So, um, I mean, as a former, you know, you're a university of Wyoming football player, uh, professional athlete with the Falcons. And of course, if I know you played a little bit of rugby and you, and you, you, you kept active. I mean, it's like when we say former athletes, like you, it's not like you stop being an athlete, by the way. Um, but you have to you have to get into life. You have to go into the reality of the situation, and now you're a professional in and an, and an, and another area of life. But I just want to dive into it, man. We're just going to go right into the heart of this, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, so my entire life was dedicated to what we were talking about, sports. Professional football was my goal since day one. Literally since I was two years old, I remember sitting there with my dad, watching Monday Night Football, doing push-ups, like just my dream, watching Trell Davis growing up, it was just like, no matter what I do in life, like that's what I'm gonna do. I would say, pronounce it to the world. You know, my teachers would say, hey, you need to be realistic. My grandma would say, hey, you need to to find a different path. You need to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like, and I'm like, no, like that's not me. I am so focused on it. I went to the depths of like ball is life. Like now I understand completely, like that was a very immature thought process because there's so much more to life than ball. But it was just that. Like, ball was life. I would sleep with my football at night. Like, that was everything. Mm-hmm. So when I literally dedicate everything, my being, to one thing, and then in the moment, just a snap and it's gone. Yeah. Right? It just rocked my world. Like, everything just got shooken up. And I had to go through a, a lot of a, a trauma with depression, figuring out who I was. Right, there's a point when you're just at the top of your game and everybody's calling your name. Everybody loves you. Everybody's sliding in your DMs and saying, "Hey, you got this. You're the best. You can do this." And then out of nowhere, it's over, mm-hmm. and nobody's reaching out to you anymore. And anytime anybody ever talks to you, it's like, "What happened? Like, yeah. why aren't you playing anymore?" Like, you know, like, and and that is just a struggle because you just feel like you're on an island by yourself and you're alone and like, there's nobody there for you or there's nobody there walking with you.
0: Do you remember, um, I should, I know you remember, would you talk about the day that you, that it happened? Would you talk about like, when you say it was over, like, like that, because I remember the same thing. I mean, I I know when it was over, right. Um, tell me like, what was the emotions you felt that day when, when it was over and the reality sank in with you?
1: So for me, it's kind of a tough question because I was the individual that decided to hang up the cleats on my own mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up hanging it up for reasons where I, I just felt like it was the right choice to do at the time. Mm-hmm. But regardless of it being my choice or not, like it still was just as tough. Yeah. Um, I still remember when I was at camp with the Falcons, right, um, I ended up like pulling my hamstring. I ended up getting a couple calf cramps, and I just was like, you know, I'm, I'm over, I'm done. Because I knew if I go out there and I'm, I'm just done altogether, uh, if I go out there and I participate, I'm not going to be able to so I ended up texting my trainer that day who said hey like I'm done like there's nothing that I can do like I just can't compete anymore and I just that feeling right there in that moment I just started crying and I cried for literally like 30 minutes in my dorm room on this was still during camp like in the middle of camp I'm literally crying to myself like it's over it's done like there's nothing left I can do right so what I ended up doing is he, he ended up responding back out to me and said, hey, like, you got to continue just try, just try. So I ended up getting wrapped up, took some ibuprofen. Like, I ended up making it through, but I wasn't my best self. So I knew regardless it was still going to be over, and I wasn't going to get that opportunity anymore um, on top of that. So when I walked away from there, I was proud of who I was and what I did, and I was excited because I thought maybe there was another opportunity, but deep down I knew it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up pursuing some other sports, like uh, – indoor football professional indoor football in nebraska afterwards right um and i never got another opportunity after that and when i decided that it was no longer done that thought of like wow i am literally hanging up these cleats for good and i'm never putting them back on again to compete at a high level it was just it was just distraughting like all together um it's it's almost hard to even explain that that feeling that you go through because it's like you're at the bottom of a pit and it's not just the feeling of it's done it's like well, what now? Right. Like, I mean, I think that's one of the hardest things. It's like you've devoted everything to this one thing for so long, and then out of nowhere, it's done. It's like, what do I do with my life now? Like, yeah. I'm lost.
0: Yeah. How old were you at the time?
1: Uh, So that would have been, uh, I was a 22-year-old kid, I think mm-hmm. at that time was when it was, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you're 26 now. 26, yep. <clears throat> so so the game is over. You've hung the cleats up, Right. What do you do from there? Like, you're in Nebraska. Is that where you were at at the time? Mm-hmm. And you're living in – you, you, were you living in Colorado Springs still? Were you in Denver at the time? Like, what, tell me that where you were at with – like, where was home base for you?
1: So home base was – I was born in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Home base was Denver. Uh, so I ended up driving out to Nebraska to play indoor arena ball. And I played, like, three or four games. And then there was another opportunity to go play. Um, it was called the Major League – major league footballs mlfb and it was like one of the like how the xfl is right now uh-huh. they plan on starting that and then then end up falling apart like 99 percent of the other leagues that end up falling apart right um so I, I had my plane ticket ready to go like to go out to the uh the mlfb it was supposed to be like the spring league for the nfl and i was excited and so like i left the nebraska like i went home and literally like two days before the flight they sent out a massive email saying hey like The league got folded under, like, this isn't going to be a thing anymore. At that point, I was like, I'm broke, I'm broken, and I'm tired of putting my fate in somebody else's hands. Like, I I need to let go for the injury purposes, for my soul, right? My soul was chasing the wrong things. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to let go of this and pursue something else.
0: Yeah. Were you married at the time?
1: No, I wasn't. Um, I actually just recently got married, which was September 28th. So this was, what, like, four or five months ago? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're still in the honeymoon stage right now.
1: Yeah, you could definitely <laughs> say that. Uh, that's what
0: I hear. We actually did just get back from the honeymoon. So, did you? Oh, congratulations, buddy. That's Thank awesome. You. So, who was your support? Right? I mean, uh, did I? Re- I remember going through that, and you know, for me, as I when I, when my career was over, and I realized, and I and I did have the choice too. I mean, I just I realized just like what you were saying listen, I can either choose to have this over or I can have somebody tell me it was over. And I was already broken, right? I was like, man, my arm was shot. It was like, this isn't the life that I want to live anymore. This is the reality that I've created is not like the same reality that I was living before, right? Because especially as you go, you know, you go from the NFL, to now you're going into these like these independent leagues, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a different world, man. And it Babies. is not I mean and it's it's not the game that you were used to. It's not it, it's not even U Dub, mm-hmm. right? It's not Division One uh, football. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're even more heartbroken that you're like, man, this is what I'm playing right now. Like mm-hmm. my potential is so much greater than this, but I'm, this is what it's resorted to. And um, so so when that was over, like I mean, did you have a support staff around you, or was it just you literally? Feeling like, I mean, we, we know we feel like we're on an island already, but did you have people around you that were supporting you?
1: So I had, you know, family that was always going to be there for me regardless. Um, but they, they would support me no matter what I did, but they just didn't understand the way that I felt because they've never experienced sports at all. Like I was essentially the first person in my family to ever, ever play sports at a very high level. So I had no guidance, I had no mentorship there. I was literally just trying to figure it out on my own. But they were there to support in every single way. So me being a leader and being a a Leo and being a strong man, I kept everything to myself. Mm -hmm. I kept it in. I didn't talk about it much. Like, I didn't talk about this subject of the way I felt until years after the game was over. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's healthy. One, I think that... We need a community because I think that's the biggest thing is like when you're in a team sport, you have that brotherhood, you have that friendship, you have that that group around you where you can lean on it all the time. But when you're done and you're out, there's nobody left for you to lean on anymore. You can't just say, hey, like I'm going to the locker room. It's like, well, hey, I got to go find a way to pay my car bill now, right? So right. usually like, on an island, like you said, we feel like we're on an island, but it's not because we just feel like it. It's because we are. There's not enough people around us that are experiencing the same things for us to relate to, which is why I love exactly what you're doing you know with this podcast is because you' you're bringing community together to, for individuals to, to talk about their their struggles and what they went through and to give hope to the next person so so they can understand like hey, there's other people that went through it. Mm-hmm. Like reach out to somebody and talk with them and, and, get, and get some advice from that person because we're more than open to having that conversation with people now knowing that we what we went through.
0: Right. Well, I, one of the things that I just I absolutely admire and I love what you're being able to do now is like, you're having these conversations four years after this. It took me 13, mm. right? You know, 13 years of my life of feeling the way that you've felt over the last four years. And, and, you know, whether that's regret or whether that's just, you know, but th- that was my journey. Right. And you've had, you're on your journey right now too. Um, I guess the, the question for me that I have for you now is like, okay, so when you how did you make such a fast turn, right? I mean, with with having support, and I would agree, you know, like and I had a great support system, and My dad was like my best friend, and you know, he was there to sympathize with me, you know, my family was there at the time. I was married, I am married, still <laughs> the same woman, loving, and she is awesome, right? They were all there, but just like you said, they just don't understand. It's like we're we're speaking in a foreign language because they didn't understand how many nights we poured ourselves into that sport. How, what, like the, I'm sure just like me, I'm sure that you envisioned not just your career, but you also, you envisioned your hall of fame speech, mm. You envisioned getting into the Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. You envisioned retiring. You knew exactly where you were gonna retire. You knew exactly what you were going to do when you retired. I mean, like, it wasn't just about the career. It was about the entire life that you envisioned, and then you were going to accomplish that. And then when that's taken away, it's like, I am a failure, Mm. right? So how did you go from, I got a great support system, but I'm on an island, and now I actually find that I do have a purpose, or that I do need to connect with other people because so many people continue to go down that pit. So many people spiral down and they can't identify that, now listen, I got to start crawling out of this, man. And it seems like you've been able to do that.
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is perspective, right? I think in a world of of 8 billion people, like if I'm going to look on a a scale of where do I fit in those 8 billion people, I think one, I have it pretty good, right? I, I know that there's individuals right now that are struggling for food, that are born with their feet on backwards, that are shunned from their, their 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 environment that the village doesn't want nothing to do with them, right? So perspectively, regardless of how I'm feeling or what I'm going through, one, I know that I have it a whole lot better. So that one just puts things in perspective for me on a day-to-day basis because even to this day, even though now I feel like I have purpose, I still struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, I still struggle with finding what am I passionate about? Like, is this really my passion? Or am I, is this really my purpose? Like, is this really what God has called me to? Mm-hmm. Like, every day I wake up, I'm pursuing something But I have to question it every so often is like, am I really down the right path of what Christ is really wanting me to do? And some days I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is perfect. My aligned perfectly. And then some days I wake up, I'm like, maybe I need to reevaluate. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from the piece of when you're having to fill that void, I don't know, you know, and you might be able to answer this a whole lot better because you've been, you know, 13 years removed. I don't know, for me, I haven't found it yet where I'm like, I'm 100% locked into this is my purpose. Like all I know right now, my purpose is to help other people and to give back in the best way that I can. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily know the vehicle to to put that in, right? Whatever that vehicle is, I'm not exactly sure. Mm -hmm. So um, the biggest thing, how I made that transition though completely is I just had to focus and work on myself and I had to see everything in perspective. So a lot of that had to do with reading books, you know, personal development, you know getting around like-minded people like yourself you know hearing other people's stories and just gravitating onto something bigger than myself and mm-hmm. knowing that you know my life is such a, a short short life in comparison to eternity also helps me put things in perspective like hey like at the end of the day it was just a game and when I can see it as it's just a game um, and it was just a platform for me to impact then it makes me realize like now like I'm still in a game and I still have a platform right? Like you still have a platform with your, your real estate and all these other businesses that you run. Like we still have a platform, mm-hmm. but we can still impact the same way. It's just not within the same vehicle. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's great. I think you're right on. You're, you're so right on in everything that you were saying there. I think the things that I, I, I'm, I'm hearing and I came away from that is first is you, you, you had humility in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really hard thing you know, when you, are in, when you are the center of everything, when you have so many people telling you how great you are, when everything that you say, people are always like, oh my God, that was brilliant. Oh, that was awesome. They're wanting your autograph, right? And you do feel, you feel special. You feel like, okay, this is the, God, this is why you created me, right? Um, I think that with the fact that you showed humility and going say, listen, I'm not the center of the world here. And there are far greater issues than me not playing football, Right that takes a long time for most people to realize it took a ton. Uh, It took a lot, many more years for me to realize that. And you were able to do that pretty fast. I really love how you said that you had to lead yourself first because we talk about um, we talk about leadership skills all the time in our podcast and even just in our companies. And the thing that we always go back to the thing that I realized is that you have to learn to lead yourself first. You cannot be a great leader. You cannot be a great leader for other people if you have not led yourself first, if you haven't realized the things that you need to develop within yourself, right? And that's on the, you know, that's disciplines. That's, um, you know, that's how to articulate your value. That's how to uh, live a life that is for other people. And I think you kind of hit a lot of those right there, man. So, I mean, I really applaud you that you, at really at such a young age, you've realized that. That That is absolutely amazing because most people don't realize those things until it's like that midlife crisis. Like, dude, you know, I'm 50 years old. And what am I, like, like I've surrounded myself with a bunch of jackasses and I've got no I don't know why my purpose is. And yeah, I've got money, but I don't have a really great marriage. And I, you know, I don't have a good relationship with my kids, but yeah, I've got wealth because they've chased the wrong things. Right. Mm. And they thought leadership was creating wealth in their life and leadership was actually, they they, they weren't showing leadership skills at all. Right. So I really, I feel like you've got a lot of that already going for you in that momentum. So that's, I mean, once again, I really applaud you in that. Um, my question, I guess as a follow-up is like, okay, so you've kind of identified this stuff now, like, how do you see, how, how do you see yourself moving forward? Right. So you've, you've got a great business with insurance going on right now. You, um, you're you've, you've got your podcast that you're going to be releasing, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell everybody about the podcast on your end and like, what's their vision for that? What's the vision for your life as you see it right now in this chapter?
1: For sure. And, you know, just to kind of touch back on some of the things you're saying, you know, I'm a firm believer that, that people see you the way you see yourself. Right. So if you see yourself as a leader, you see yourself as somebody who's disciplined, you see yourself that somebody that's, you know, working on yourself day in and day out. People will respect you and people will see you as that same individual. Right. If you see yourself as like someone who's not confident, someone that is just focused on money, you know, someone that doesn't add value to the world and people are going to see that and they're not going to want to follow you. Right. People want to follow a leader where they see values being added and somebody that's trying to grow and improve themselves. So for me, you know, 100% right. Like you have to lead yourself to be able to lead other people. You have to see that within yourself, right? Um, And so for you know the mission right now, you know, with the podcast, the podcast name is called "The Game Goes On," right? And and it comes back to exactly what we're talking about right now. It's like I had a game of playing football, and that was the one thing that I focused on. But when it was all over. I had to find a new game. Mm -hmm. My new game now is adding value to the world in a different way, but still having a vehicle, which is what I currently do, to add value in a different way than just football. So that's the whole purpose of the podcast is is ultimately to help individuals like myself, like yourself, um, hear the stories that we went through to help the individuals that are currently going through that transition from a sport to the professional world. And we, they can hear other people how they went through it, what they went through. To hear that, you know, they're not alone, and that they can reach out to us, and they can reach out to other people, and you know, just cl- cling on to them and have a community, have that locker room outside the locker room.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great, buddy. And anything we can do to help support that, dude, you just let us know, Man, It's that's awesome. One of the things that you said that I want to go back on was um, you'd kind of mentioned your faith a little bit and and how God has made a, has has put a. Um, put obviously some significance in your life with that. Were you ever mad at God? That is a good question.
1: I, For me, I've always been, I I gave my life to Christ when I was 18. Up until that point, I didn't really know, I didn't know who God was at all, mm-hmm. right? Um, I had a really strong relationship. I still do have a really strong relationship with him. So I've never really been mad at him because I've always believed that everything that's happened has happened for a reason. Um, I believe that, Life happens to you and life happens for you and not to you, right? So the things that happen in my life are all for a reason that get me to one point or another. Um, So if I struggle and I'm in pain, then I know that that pain is going to lead me to a better place down the future. And sometimes I understand that God's plan is specifically that so I can be the man that deserves to lead other people. Mm -hmm. So when I'm struggling and I'm depressed and I'm going through something hard, I'm not necessarily mad at God. I'm like, okay, I trust in your plan and know that this is going to be something that i need to go through to be a better man right i'm obsessed with personal development and personal growth and i understand that that pain that hitting rock bottom or that pain of struggling will make me more pressurized to become a diamond down the road in the future so god and i you know i've never really been mad at him and i know he's never been mad at me you know right we're we're good there but you know with that being said there was a time when i was pursuing the nfl and i believed that that was his purpose for me I believe that that was going to be everything yeah. but what I soon started to realize was that I was starting to chase the NFL no longer for him I was chasing it for my own path my own desires of the world mm-hmm. right the money you know the fame you know, as, as humble as, as I was outwardly internally I was still saying like I'm the man like yeah. I'm the man like I deserve this like I put all this hard work in like this is me but God's looking up and saying I gave you those gifts mm-hmm. like I'm the one who allowed you to run those routes like that like your speed like those genetics that's because of me it's yeah. like what are you doing right now like this isn't what I've created you to do like I've created you to to impact others and, and be a light for my name not for your name like this kingdom is not your kingdom like you're building something on sand right now right mm-hmm. um, so I'm a firm believer that God made it apparent to me that hey the NFL is not going to be something long-term for you I have something way way bigger for you. Because if you continue to pursue this NFL thing, you're gonna lose your soul. You're gonna lose everything, and you're gonna be at the rock bottom pit that you can't get out of. Mm-hmm.
0: That you know, it's it's so funny because um, a lot of what I'm hearing is the things that I like, I, I feel I felt myself, right? And I just, it's awesome. Once again, I just. I'm I'm a little bit envious. I'm not going to lie that it took me 13 years to figure that out. And you figured it out in four years. I mean, that just goes to show you, you know, what your journey is and what my journey was. And obviously, I mean, all these other athletes that are out there that have experienced this have different, have different journeys as well too. Right. And so I think it's really important. I think that community is really important for this to to talk about it. And it's been fun. I've reconnected with a lot of our baseball, my baseball buddies, you know, and to kind of see where they're at. And the journey that they had to go on in order for them to find out their better purpose and their bigger purpose, right? Um, so, what would you say right now? Like, if you had to, if you had to kind of uh, um, articulate your purpose, what would you? What do you believe your purpose is now?
1: So, I'm a firm believer in the quote that your passions for you, your purpose is for other people, mm-hmm. right? So, my passion is personal development. My passion is getting better as an individual, right? I have this vision of when I'm 50, don't tell me exactly why 50 is the age, but I wanna travel around to third world countries and build sports fields for kids. Mm-hmm. And that is ultimately the goal and the dream for my quote unquote retirement piece, for me to add value to the world. And up into that point, like I wanna develop as many skills, resources, network, finances as possible, and build as many businesses as possible to gain those skills and uh, resources and become the man who deserves to run something that massive, right? Mm-hmm. So that is my passion to get to that point. My purpose ultimately is to um, share God's message through a vehicle that gets me to my passion at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, okay, through all of the, the insurance that I do, through the podcast, through the skills that I have, through the networking, for me, it's just to be a, a kind Humble human being that points back to you know to God at the end of the day like hey like this was this was me because of Him right mm-hmm. give Him the glory for everything um, and my purpose is going to be based around adding value in that way and sharing any piece of advice or any of my story that can help make somebody else's life better right mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that if you're not making somebody else's life better You're doing something wrong. Like that should be your, that should be everybody's purpose at the end of the day is finding a way to make somebody else's life better. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, we will be a better community. We will be a better world. Everybody will be a whole lot happier. So if you can find a way to make somebody else's life better, like that should be your purpose. And the vehicle is irrelevant, right? Mm -hmm. Your vehicle and your passion, that should be aligned right. And then you should take that, your vehicle and your passion, and align it with your purpose of helping and being a steward to other people
0: yeah andy stanley i'm not sure if you know who andy stanley is uh he's a pastor of a huge mega church out in atlanta and i just absolutely love him highly recommend him it sounds like it's a guy that you would really really gravitate towards as well too and one of the things he talks about is when you're talking about your purpose and trying to find that purpose is that you should be the means to the end and oftentimes people try to be the end of the means right And so if you are the means to the end, meaning that you are the conduit, right? You are the person trying to help other people, which is the end, as opposed to having everybody else be the people and you're the end result, right? You, everybody else is helping you and that's it. And you, and that stops at you. Mm. And so what I hear you clearly saying is that you want to be the means of it so that the people the others that the, you know god's people are the ones that are actually benefiting from it and god is benefiting from it mm-hmm. too so it's really awesome to hear how you, you hear how your your story is is kind of trying to is, is saying that so you keep talking about like hey listen I want to keep learning and I want to continue to keep expanding what are some of the authors, what are some of the books, um, podcasts that have impacted you? Because, you know, listen, it doesn't just, I mean, the relationship with God is so important and there's so much wisdom. And, and that is some, that's an area of my life that I've been able to uh, really uh, be able to get some wisdom from, you know, and at my relatively young age still. But what is a book or what is something that has impacted you that you could say, man, if you're going to read a book, you got to read this book. Or if you're going to listen to a podcast, you got to listen to this podcast because this has done X for me.
1: It's funny you ask that because I've been having a lot of conversations with ex-athlete, former athletes, and they've been asking like, hey, like, how do you get to like where you're at? Like, what are some great books to read? Like, et cetera, et cetera. And I always go back to the very first book I read that changed my perspective on life. I just had a different view and just like a... Uh Aha. Right. And that book is uh, it has nothing to do with faith or religion or anything like that. Right. It's it's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. right? Rich Dad, Poor Dad was like the main foundational book that started everything for me. It gave me a whole different view on the way that the world operates and how I should see the world and my purpose and finance. And um, I just started operating differently based around that book. Um, I currently try to read one book a week. Um, I I know the average CEO reads 52 books a year, right? So if I can read one book a week, that'll put me on pace for that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just so many great books out there that really can you know, impact people. I think it's not one specific book. I think it's just a continuous journey of reading in general that allows you to have better conversations with people, that allow you to add more value to the world, that allow you to be more confident, right? So just by plugging into, you know, Books in general, it does not necessarily have to be a book specific, um, but for me, like, that is always a great place to start, mm-hmm. right? And then if somebody has a desire or passion to learn a specific subject, maybe they should dive into maybe Google or somebody in that space and find out what are some specific topic books, right? Because outside of that book and, you know, a few other books, right, The the Magic of Thinking Big and obviously um, Thinking Grow Rich and How to Win Friends and Influence People, like, all the main, like, big books that are out there that people should start with, right? I think people go on these journeys of personal development where they start reading a few books, right? And then they get on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then they start listening to all these videos. They're yeah. like, you yeah. got this. Like, you're a motivation. like, And they just listen to that on repeat over and over and over. And then they ask themselves, like, man, I've been listening to this now for a couple of years. Like, why isn't anything improving? Why isn't anything changing, right? Yeah. And then they start realizing, okay, I got to do something different. And then if you can dive deeper into it, By finding something subject specific i think that'll really help um and the reason why i believe that if people just kind of put these things on the replay with like social media i mean with uh, like youtube and things like that is because you know i'm a firm believer in the you know i don't know if you've ever heard of um, the doctor joe dispenza but dr joe dispenza he's a doctor that talks a lot about the brain and how the brain works and he he explains that between the ages of zero and seven Are the most important years of our life right and those years are ultimately the years that dictate your environment dictate the person you're going to become and you know create the habits going forward and it's because there's like three three brave brain wavelengths right you got alpha beta and theta and theta is the one like right before you fall asleep and that's the creative mode so if you're about to fall asleep and you get all these creative ideas or if you're like in a shower and you're like kind of in the zone, like that's theta and that's why you get all these really good ideas, mm-hmm. which is the worst time, unfortunately, to get those ideas. Um, <laughs> but when you're a kid between the ages of zero and seven, you're permanently, you're in theta all the time. So you're in creativity. You're taking in all these ideas from parents, your teachers, your environment, like everything, right? Um, so if you're going to a toy store and your parents, you know, you ask your parent, like, hey, can I have this toy? And your parent like, no, like you don't deserve it. You're not deserving. Let's go home. Right. you had really no concept of what that meant but your subconscious took it in like a tape recorder and now for the rest of your life all the way until you're 45 you keep telling yourself like i'm not deserving you're like i'm not deserving of love i'm not deserving of money i'm not deserving of relationships so you live your entire life like just not deserving right mm-hmm. and so your subconscious is so powerful because it operates at 95 of the time your conscious is only operating at five percent of the time so if you continuously watch YouTube videos over and over and over, like you're not going to change because once you get to the age of 25 and over, you really can't change a whole lot unless you do a few things. And one of those things is hitting rock bottom. Hitting rock bottom is one of the main things that will just like rock your world and change your environment, change mm-hmm. your emotions, will change your subconscious mm-hmm. and habits. Habits is another big one, like continuously over time. So if you just listen to stuff like on a, you know, YouTube, it's not going to be great for yourself to improve. You have to be super intentional, um, on on how to improve yourself.
0: Do you like quotes? Sounds like you kind of like quotes a little bit.
1: Uh, quotes just sometimes just stick, and then yeah. those are the ones that you know yeah. come through.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. In fact, I've always like I've always admired people. Like anytime I'd hear like a public speaker, and they would just ramble off these quotes, I'm like. <laughs> dude, I want to be like you. I just love that. Right. Um, so do you have a quote that is kind of like your go-to or like when you are talking with people? Cause you know, a lot of the same questions come up, right? When you start having the similar conversations and especially when you're really passionate about something, you're having a lot of the same type of situations occur and occur. Is there a quote that always stands, you know, sticks out to you that you just love to talk about, or that is really has been meaningful or impactful to you?
1: I think one of the big quotes that has stuck with me like from the beginning of the personal development journey is like don't wish it was easier wish you were better mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. everybody wants their their current situation to be better like they want it to be sunshine and rainbows and they want to all be millionaires right mm-hmm. but nobody's willing to put in the work to become the person that deserves it right and it comes back to the same thing with like an elite athlete or a someone who wins the lottery like they get all this money and then they spend all this money and they become broke Mm -hmm. it's like well how did that happen like you Mm -hmm. just had so much money It's because they weren't the person that really deserved that type of money at the time it just happened to fall in their lap because of it like so they didn't really know how to handle it they didn't really know what to do with it so it just kind of poofed and disappeared Mm -hmm. so you need to become the person that deserves the $10 million, the person that deserves the lottery ticket money for you to keep it, right? So it's the same thing with your work, same thing with your passions, the same thing with your relationships. Like if you want something to be better, you have to be better. So you have to work on yourself continuously.
0: Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Well, man, we went we went ways here. Uh, I had to actually re record because it usually stops at about thirty minutes. So the uh, the vlog is going to have a little bit of a, a an adjustment in there, but everything else should be normal. So, um, dude, this was awesome. I am so glad that you came up. Thanks for being so vulnerable. Thanks for being so honest with this. Uh, you know, I think people need to hear this message, man. And, you know, one of the things that I think is so important as I've, um, is this has been a passion for me as well too, is that it's not just about athletes. I mean, this is musicians, it's military, it's other people that have realized that, Hey, listen, I've chased this, I've chased this, um, this business or whatever for so long. And then, then it was either ripped from me or I realized like this, I was chasing the wrong thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's so many relatable things that people across the board can take away from. From this because a lot of people find themselves in a pit and they're like, how do I get out of this, man? So I think that a lot of the information that you brought today was going to be empower empower people, no matter where they're at in their life, that they can really start to make some momentum because it is about making momentum. It's not about making life-changing things right now. It's just little, like the little adjustments. What can they do to make some small improvements? Because it really has to start there.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's so true. And back to what you said, like it could be someone who was in prison for twenty years and mm-hmm. they had to get out and they had to make a transition. It could be someone that was in a job for twenty years and they got fired and they had to make a transition. Mm-hmm. Right? It could be someone who's had a job and has to retire that has to make a transition. Yeah. Military, like there is so many people that make a transition in life. You know, it's even for normal students, right? You go from college to the real world you have to make a transition, right? You know, so for me, it's like a huge passion of mine to be able to at some point speak. Um, I'm actually kind of working on it right now is um, going around the country to speak to these universities, athletes or non-athletes, and talking about that transitional phase and like, hey, this is what I wish I would have known when I was in school. This is what some of the things that you should be prepared for. This is some things you should do when you get out. And I'm going to give you the real nuts and bolts of like what the real world is like because mm. college is great for some aspects, but for to prepare you for the real world, I'm not a f- huge fan and a believer that it's going to prepare you in all aspects, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, I couldn't couldn't agree with you
0: more. It's mm, awesome. All right, guys. Hey, I know this was valuable. I know that you took some stuff away from here. So the, we always talk to you about this. Hey, listen, this is not just for you. So who do you know that needs to hear this message? Who do you know that this that this needs to get in their hands because they're out of place in their life right now that they're just stuck? And no matter what you say, it's not actually able to help them out. So I think this conversation could be great for them. And I just really I really implore you, like take the time to do this. This is what leaders do. They, they pour into the lives of other people. Sometimes it's not just about what you say, but it's what you provide for them. So Dominic, dude, thanks so much for being up here, brother. This has been awesome. And uh, hopefully we get to do this again, man.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really had a lot of fun.
0: All right, guys. Hey, you guys have an awesome day and we will definitely see you on the next episode. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.